0: The Theonauts, episode 13. The one where we go fishing for men and end up with a bunch of crappie. The Theonauts podcast.
1: Christian news from around the globe.
2: In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. (laughs) It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter.
1: Explore the vast reaches of God's word.
2: Welcome you Theo-radicals. Hey, how you doing? I am David Gaddy. I am Jeremiah
0: Orr. And? Together. Oh wait. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Whoa, we have somebody else in the studio. (laughs) Who's that? Ding dong.
1: Hey there, brother. What's your name? My name is Riley Neal.
2: (laughs) And all three together we are the The Theo Nuts. All
1: right. Awesome. So we do have a guest
2: in our makeshift studio today. That's right. And this is Riley Neal with us.
1: Uh, Yeah, Riley, a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Um, What are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) I'm friends with these two guys. I go to Bible studies with them. Um, I just graduated high school, and I'm about to uh, begin my college journey as a freshman at Baylor University, sick and Bears. Woo! So,
0: Sikkim Bears.
1: <laughs> Boomer sooner. <laughs> I can't believe it. Come I'll on, know. man.
0: Look
2: out, world. Here comes Riley. That's right.
1: <laughs> what are you majoring in? Um, I'm actually doing a program called University Scholars uh, with concentrations in mathematics and religion. Of all things. Yes. So it's awesome. S- Mathematics S- and religion.
2: So he's definitely a
0: theonaut. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Did you catch our episode on uh numbers and
1: theology? Yeah. Like numbers I've, in the Bible. I've actually read some other stuff about that too. It's it's cool stuff. Yeah. I love it. So yeah.
2: So how was everyone's fourth of July? It was celebratory. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the Would lake, you sit down, and read the Constitution from front to back. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. um,
1: Jeremiah and I had an interesting adventure on the Fourth of July with a little old man on the side of the road. What? Wasn't that on the Fourth of July? Was that with me, or was yeah. it with oh, Dylan? With Chris and you and my dad. And there was. A, oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was that on the Fourth of July yeah I think man, it was, it was. <laughs> we had we had to go pick up a uh, a guy that needed some help out- off the side of the road It was you know it was kind of interesting uh riley uh has surrendered the ministry so at some point and what was what was cool was we got to show him kind of a darker side of the ministry <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right we had to pick up this guy from the side of the road, and dude the dude was like. Oh my goodness! So bombed. Like <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't know which way it was up, and so we ended up taking him to his house, and he had these dogs that were like part wolves, and uh, they they seemed like they were gonna bite us yeah. the whole time we were there. We're trying to get him into his house and everything. It was yeah, so uh, it was kind of a, an interesting. I forgot all about that, man. <laughs> really? Yeah, it seems like a world that's wow. happened since then, but. For the uh, for the fourth of July I went out with my wife to the lake and uh, watched fireworks. Isn't that way you're supposed cool. to do. Every yeah. American I believe does that or something like that. It's, you it's do? in the it's in the rule book. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do that. You have to read the constitution. Yeah, we went
2: that. uh we went kayaking. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah. So that was kinda cool. We did a three mile sh- you know, shoot down um, uh, off of Broken Bow Lake. <laughs> That's awesome Be- Beavers man. Yeah. You went to Beaver, so
0: you you did the one we're going to be going and
2: doing next week.
0: Actually, yeah, yeah, probably so. That's y'all, awesome. y'all doing the three mile one? Yeah, the three yeah, mile that's mile, that's right. the
2: best one because see, that's where all the quasi rapids are. Right. Yeah. and because after that, after you reach the three mile mark, man, it's nothing but work. Wow, paddle. <laughs> yeah, paddle. you're just going to paddle and paddle and paddle. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, but up until that point, it's really cool. And my, my son in law Stephen, who was on the show before, yeah, he went with me and. Uh, he talks me into going this alternate route, okay, with the whole, I took the road, less traveled, and it has made all the difference. Okay. So so we, so we head down this, This I was like, does the river even go there? Because, because there was nothing but rocks, right? Yeah. So we're Basically, we stopped paddling and started pushing rocks with our oars. Wow. (laughs) But we ended up going down a couple of waterfalls, and I ended up uh, going down a waterfall without my kayak at one point. (laughs) Wow. And uh, in front of all these girls, too. That was really good. (laughs) Because there's no way you can make that look like it was on purpose. That does
0: a lot to your ego.
2: (laughs) Oh, I meant to do that.
0: (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I Actually, you know what? I got in a kayak on the 4th of July, too, and then out of a kayak within two seconds. And then got back into the kayak and then fell right back out of the kayak within two seconds. And then I learned that, you know what? Me and kayaks don't work really well together. So you have it like your brother is like a, Riley's brother is like a beast at like that kind of stuff, isn't it? No, yeah, he? he's an outdoorsman. Yeah. So all he does is like the, that kind of stuff. He has his own kayak and goes and I've, I've, I'd like to ride with him sometime. But you, didn't you, you did something way cooler like on the third and fourth though. Tell us
1: what you did oh um me and one of my friends from youth group dylan we uh we biked uh 20 miles to uh our state park that's uh that's pretty close and uh, we carried tents we carried uh hot dogs and buns frozen hot dogs we carried a <laughs> ton of bottled waters in these in my brother's gigantic uh camping backpack. so yeah. we strapped them up we got uh we strapped our tent to the bike we got our sunglasses, our bike helmets. Uh, Dylan went and buy, bought these bike shorts with like a butt pad, so we felt really cool. <laughs> yeah, and he uh, was like, I'm, i
0: got to show you these shorts. I'm like, please don't show me your shorts, Dylan. That's, that's fine. But Anyway, we, we biked
1: to the state park and we spent the night on the hard ground because we did not think to bring a mattress. It was too heavy, whatever. That's the way real men
2: do it anyway. <laughs> that's right.
1: Anyway, yeah. so we woke up and we biked back home and... Oh, that's cool. It was pretty fun. Awesome. Well, it sounds like a lot, of, a
2: lot of fun. It's like I'm a
1: fifty mile round trip, isn't it? Close, like close to that. To, oh, wow. I
2: can't. And imagine. it wasn't. It wasn't very cool either. No. It was pretty warm. Yeah. On the fourth. Especially
1: the second day. Yeah. yeah. On the fourth. That's crazy.
0: That reminds me of a. There's a guy that every year he makes a trek right through our town, on a, like a tricycle bike. <laughs> and he has have you seen him no he wears a yellow vest and then on the back of it he says jesus saves i did see him i just thought he was a
2: vagrant i didn't know he did this every year every year
0: he does this he believes it's his missionary journey and Ah. he takes a bike ride i think it's all the way to bottom but they the locals around here know where he sleeps and everything i've heard like from five different locals around town oh yeah that's old what's his name he's you know he's making his yearly trek and but he gets noticed, I guess, and people are like, hey, that guy believes in Jesus or whatnot. How far so does he come from? I don't know where he comes from, but I think it's like way over in West Texas somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he just bike rides. But he's getting to older. Bottom. Yeah, the bottom. <laughs> and then places <laughs> goes back on 56. Not 82, no. Yeah, 82 is where he, he yeah, yeah, it. yeah. pretty crazy. but so cool. Yeah. All
2: right. Well, hey, let's uh, do some news.
1: And now, the news.
0: So uh piggybacking on the, the whole porn uh episode that we did a couple weeks ago, um some interesting news is developed there. Uh you uh you know the search web giant Google, right? Who? Google <laughs> Google them and you'll figure out who they are. <laughs> well, Google has decided to come out. Uh, as anti-porn, they've actually banned porn, expli- sexually explicit ads, um, and and all like searches um, off of their off of their website in favor of uh, anti-porn, basically legislation on them. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. I'll I'll read the uh, the article. comes from the Christian Post, but it says, Uh oh. There it is. A change in policy on AdWords that Google announced in March has now gone into effect, banning promotion of sexually explicit content, that's in quotations, from its advertising network across the search engine and other sites, a decision that has been welcomed by anti-porn group uh, Morality and Media. Google Inc. formally informed its advising partners this week that any ads peddling adult entertainment will not appear on its advertising networks. According to Daily Tech, so basically that means I mean Google is a big part of the internet, right? It's right. it's like the number one search engine, you know, second only to I guess Bing is second to it, and uh, you know a couple others. But Google comes out and says we're not going to do any more porn searches. We're done with that. I that think porn that's a, searches or ads. I think it's. I think it's the search, oh, like wow.
1: anything wow. that because that would be huge, right? Because now if, you can't if even film, access it if you want to. Yeah,
2: because ads are one thing. Because right, technically you don't need to advertise porn. Right, I mean it advertises itself. People are looking for that. Right,
0: I'll, you know I'll have to do a little bit more research, but I think that's what this is. Google has posted a set of guidelines on what advertisers cannot. Maybe it's just ads cannot promote, which includes uh. graphic depiction of sexual acts, content with underage. Or non-consensual sexual themes, including child abuse, uh, content services may be interrupted as providing uh, sexual acts in exchange for compensation. Google added, "We don't allow this content regardless of whether it meets applicable legal re- uh, restrictions around this kind of content." Um, I guess Morality and Media had a productive meeting with Google. They went, "I get Morality with in Media is a watchdog group that goes and." I guess they met with Google and said, "Hey, listen, uh, this is what porn's doing," and right. you know. And well, you so,
2: regardless; it's a starting point.
0: Right. It's it's a good I, place to start. I think it's a big win for the anti-porn movement, which, you know, that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, so, anyways, I just thought that was pretty cool. Now, uh, a little bit more news on the Rapture. Uh, <laughs> HBO <laughs> is doing a new series on the Rapture. Can you believe that? It's what? called...
2: HBO. It's, it's yeah. going to be full of gratuitous...
0: HBO stories. has launched a TV series based on the novel by Tom Perotoa. Uh, I think that's how you say his last name. Called The Leftovers.
2: <laughs> so so this is like left behind wannabe. Exactly. <laughs> no, be so this is <laughs> the
0: leftovers. And it's a whole series on, I guess, the lives of people who uh, who get left behind. Um it says which in turn is based on the fundamentalist Christian idea of the rapture, apart from this title, which suggests I love I love the candor and CNN. Would suggest a refrigerator full of stale food. The series looks <laughs> promising. <laughs> it says, it's a terrific premise. Jesus returns and calls to heaven 140 million people, leaving behind billions of stupefied, confused, and grief-stricken others. In the show, a mother loses her baby, who disappears. A boy's father seems to have vanished as he pushes a shopping cart. Cars collide as drivers go missing, chaos strikes the official uh Mapletown, New York and throughout the world. So wow. I'm I I definitely <laughs> am gonna tune in just to see what happens in this. Right. That sounds <laughs> well, I like wonder something. what their
2: audience is. If their audience is a Christian audience or is it a secular audience? I, you know, it's almost like so kinda tied to what we're talking about today, but
0: right. it's almost like it's a it's a it's a pander, throwing a bone to the Christian audience, hmm. but at the same time, I bet it's going to have just as much.
2: Well, you know, HBO is is notorious. Oh, yeah. for you know just filling their TV shows full of, of sex language and language and, and sex and stuff. And oh, so, yeah. uh, it's just. I'm just wondering if that's going to be, you know, case in point here, right? Or if this is something new that they're right. doing, it's totally outside that.
0: I was also pretty impressed with CNN because CNN did their research on. Uh, the rapture, and they they started talking about it. They said uh, the rapture contents concept is relatively new. It started with the Anglo Irish theologian who, in the eighteen thirties, uh, invented the concept. Invented the concept. Darby is who they're talking about, right? And uh, and then the idea was popularized by Schofield, the American minister who published. Uh, famous reference Bible in 1908. So, I mean, they've done their research, which is I thought that was pretty cool. Anyways, but yeah, so if you uh, can't get enough of Left Behind, guess what? <laughs> go check out HBO's series of it. <laughs> and then watch Nicolas Cage in the new movie. <laughs> oh, Have you God. heard about that? Yeah, I, heard I heard about it, but
1: I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's so funny. I watched the... There's actually a trailer. You should go on YouTube and check out the trailer. Oh, is it. there really? Yeah, there's a trailer. Right now. <laughs> and I'm like... I'm super excited about. Yeah. yeah, I was just
2: thinking. I saw t- this afternoon. I was happened to catch on one of the TV stations some Nicholas Cage movie, and he was yeah. losing it. You know, he was just going crazy. And I was thinking, wow, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be our new hero pilot. Yeah. So, uh,
0: all right. So I've got one more uh, story, which really isn't a story, but it's kind of hilarious, and I thought would be funny. Be uh, just, just simply the title of this. Uh, this article it comes from the huffington post this is the title lights camera mortician (laughs) the rise of fun funerals (laughs) i guess fun funerals are on the rise oh dude okay so listen to this when a friend and fellow mortician uh mortician died a decade ago teddy lee received an unusual request By most measures, the widow said it was to be a standard Christian service complete with prayers and promises of life after death, except for one thing. Would Lee, asked the widow, put on a little show? Lee, who is also a magician, gladly obliged... On the day of the service, he stood in front of the mortars, gathered in a Bronx sanctuary, held up a few pages of the New York Daily News, and then tore them metho- uh, methodically into pieces as he told the story of life and death. God breathes life into your body, then you go through complications over the last years and last days, he said. Uh, Lawrence's lymphatic system broke down. Uh, RIP. So like His cardiovascular system broke down And he rips the paper His brain broke down and he rips the paper He died and he ripped the paper <laughs> But the Lord restores his soul He said, paraphrasing Psalm 23 three He'll guide him among the right paths Lee clenched the scraps of paper into one fist. Then he opened his hand and unfolded the same newspaper, restored to its original pristine form. So
2: so it's like, I know he died, but here's a magic show. It's like, do you you feel like clapping? (laughs) (laughs) That's the
1: question. Do you clap? (laughs) Or
2: ooh and (laughs) ah?
0: Wow Slide of hand Tricks I just I think it'd be Hilarious to have Well you know The Bible does say That uh, you know <laughs> Man should mourn The day of a, a Dude's birth Rather than the day Of his death right? right So I'm thinking Throw a You know Throw a You know
2: A serious party When you die Right Well yeah Complete I'm, with all the Pizza and Dr. Pepper You can get. I think that what we do <laughs> With funerals Is just plumb morbid anyway Oh yeah I mean we We stuff the guy Isn't that funny? Like taxidermy <laughs> Yeah We taxidermy the guy <laughs> And then everyone passes by to check it out. Right. That's so weird. Oh, he
0: looks so natural.
2: That's <laughs> like it's what he <laughs> does when he was alive. It's like, oh, he looks better than he ever did. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, thanks a lot.
0: I, you know, not to knock the, the work of morticians out there, but, you know, that is so true. I... I and it's cost so much money to yeah, do that. Kind of too. a morbid practice when you yeah. think about it, right? right.
2: <laughs> but you know, so if it takes a magician to uh, liven up the liven party, liven it up or whatever, why not? <laughs> what's next, clowns?
0: <laughs> I want I want the band White Snake to play at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so uh, that's pretty much uh, what's in the news. Cool. <laughs>
2: So today we're going to tackle a question. Since we have uh, we have a young man here that's tuned into the music industry. He's hip and, <laughs> he's hip and cool. Yeah, and knows, knows he the, knows uh, what's going on. Young in today, today's world. You, you might could say that we're, we're 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 old and and jaded and right,
0: you whatever. Know. So. I still listen to John Denver. So I mean. yeah, we want to talk
2: about Christian music. Right, and I think we've touched on this a little bit before, but what what I think is is interesting, what you'd mentioned, and what we should talk about is how um, how do you define music as Christian? Is Christian a genre? Right, you know, and what makes a song Christian? Is it because it comes from a Christian band? Is right. there such a thing as a Christian band? Right, <laughs> you know, and this sort of thing. So I thought that'd be kind yeah. of a cool subject.
0: I'm really, you know, I'm really always interested in this, this whole theory of Christian music, quote unquote, you know, and uh, exactly what makes it Christian. Um, is it the the artist that makes it Christian because he says I'm a Christian, so it automatically makes it Christian music, and it almost seems like the lines have been clearly defined and then blurred and mm-hmm. then clearly defined again, and then you know what I mean? It's it's almost like so you have Johnny Cash puts out a a gospel album and all of a sudden he's a Christian artist, hmm. or you know what I mean, or
2: or yeah, but that was kind of before the whole Christian exactly uh, genre. genre began because right. you know now it's like. Well, I guess that that started in the seventies, right? Yes, it did. Actually, I pulled up. I love
0: Wikipedia because Wikipedia is awesome. Because I was just looking at CCM, which used to be what it was called. CCM. We actually had a magazine. I don't know if the magazine still in circulation. Yeah, Temporary Christian magazine, music, music, yeah, music or whatever. Right, and uh, so CCM was the movement. Basically, it was birthed out of the whole Jesus movement. Right. Right, and uh, so basically, you had the the uh uh jesus freaks who are doing dc who, talk yeah exactly all that well before that the and basically the revivals in the, the 1960s and 70s with rock and roll music and they were doing like redeemed rock and roll music right mm-hmm. instead of the satan and all that and there were actual i've seen a <coughs> tract where uh people were talking about satanic music yeah
2: backmasking and all that
0: <laughs> yeah backmasking yeah stairway to heaven and all that well this track <laughs> one of the funniest things when i was a kid and my uh my family uh kind of held to it to a certain degree they were always worried about rock and roll being satan's music or hmm. satan's tool right and one of these tracks that i saw early on it was so funny so this guy in the track you know those cartoon tracks you know what i'm talking about Oh, yes. Like, Chick Track. Yeah, Chick Track. That's what <laughs> it's called. Check those out. Some of them are hilarious. Yeah. Chick.com. Yeah. yeah.
2: It has them.
0: Chick.com. Chick Tracks. Well, this Chick Track had this kid who basically went to this rock and roll concert. And uh, so the, the band was up there playing and they were singing and screaming through the lyrics. But what was coming out, they, they drew these demons yeah. Coming out of the speakers, right, and going into the people's ears, and then the people changing wow. and becoming evil because of the the horrible, terrible, demonic music that was coming out, right. And uh, so, anyways, that that was a real, true belief. And so, out of the Jesus movement, the Jesus freak movement in the sixties and seventies, where they're like, you know, it's not, it's not bad rock and roll. It's just rock and roll. You know, if it's syncopated rhythm, your soul's going to rot. It changed into this, well, we can redeem music by putting Christian lyrics into it, right? Right. Hmm. And that was a thought. And so, anyways, that's where that that movement was birthed, out of the 60s and 70s. And then in the 80s and 90s, it got really big. This chick by the name of Amy Grant came out, right? Oh, yeah. Remember her? And the uh, second chapter of Acts, I don't know if you remember them or not. <laughs> this, this guy, Keith Green. Mm -hmm. Which Keith Green is amazing Anyways um, And then you know Michael W. Smith and Rich Mullins And all these people came out And it was called the CCM movement And so that transported us to where we are today Pretty much Where we have all these different
2: music genres Yeah and I think you see it moving Like into all these different areas Because even during that time frame I remember back like in the 80s we had, uh, you also had bands like Petra yeah. and, um, what was it, uh, Striper. Who was to hell with the devil. Right. And there was another one I was thinking about. But anyway, they, they, um, they, they were taking the big hair music. Right. And I guess redeeming it. Right.
0: But, but you know, there was always a line back then. And it seemed more and more progressive as we come on that this line keeps... Yeah, at
2: this. this point, it's like any genre. There You yeah. can find any genre really? or music in a Christian art form.
1: The other right. day, I was on YouTube and I looked up a... Christian dubstep which is really funny because dubstep there's almost no there's no lyrics it's just electronic but there's Christian dubstep out there and there are people <laughs> doing remixes of Oceans and Your Love Never Fails and all these worship songs it's like, The, <laughs> <"Burr." laughs> the wub wub-wub. wub that's what, what they call it Yeah the like wub wubs I didn't hear too many of those on the worship type Jesus wub wub wubs you Dude <laughs> <I
2: was bad. laughs> Jesus wub wub wubs me this I know
1: <laughs> There you go
0: exactly no, uh, I would love to hear like I don't know Matt Redman put
2: to like with a big bass drop and then a, you know. <laughs> but, so I, the question is, what makes music Christian? I mean, you just put Christian lyrics into a song, and all of a sudden, boom, it's Christian. Yeah. Well, and see the thing that also comes into play here is, is this is stuff is marketed, right? Oh, heavily. so so you've got a market out there for Christian music. Right. So the these labels you have Christian labels, labels. Uh-huh. with Christian bands who
0: are people don't realize this who are owned by non-Christian labels who are mm-hmm. owned by, you know, the top 5 labels out there, Sony, uh Virgin, mm-hmm. uh you know, a, ABC or Disney or whatever, Time, it Warner. Is, Time Warner. Right. And they they own all the the smaller labels. There's rarely a Christian label out there today. That's not owned. Like Sparrow Records was one of the biggest ones. I don't know if it's still in existence, but it was owned, I think, by Sony. Right. Right. And they're owned by non-Christian labels. It's just all it is. It, and I don't want to be too skeptical, but I, I want to say I, I really, all it is is a money-making scheme in a lot of ways. Right.
1: Yeah, at what point does it become not about reaching the lost and it becomes about entertaining Christians and making money off Christians? Right,
0: absolutely. And that's, I think that's the, the big thing. You know, When we have a store where we open up, and, and I'm, not, I'm not necessarily knocking Christian music, but what I'm saying is I believe that big business panders to Christians by marketing music as Christian right. or, or non-Christian <clears throat> And they use that to, well, uh, you know, a band. There are a lot of bands that got their start by saying they're a Christian band. I'll give you a good example. I think Creed was one of those, wasn't it? That really got marketed as a Christian band early on.
1: Or Evanescence. Yeah, ev- Evanescence. Evanescence for
2: sure. That's a that's a great one. And 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 she came out like she got really upset about that whenever people kept pushing that the album. Christian mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, right. she would like curse and say no, <laughs> and you
1: wonder how that happened to them in the first place. They started getting sold in all the Christian stores and marketed as that. And if their label was doing it behind their back to get a get them started mm-hmm. up, and I don't you know. think they
0: were necessarily even doing it behind their back. I think it was more like you want to make money, you want to sell records.
2: We're going to market you this or, way, yeah. And, and there's a niche here right. that we can hit. That That's you know, maybe your style of music is full. Right. Maybe we've already got too many bands like you yeah. all over here. Why don't we put you in this market? And all of a sudden it becomes new and exciting. Yeah, so, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and the the thing, I've heard a lot of Christian bands talk about this because you can go to concerts and stuff and you can listen to, and, I, and I've met some of these band members and talked to them, and you can tell there's some that are just absolutely, this is their great commission, right? right? They They're in it. For the reason, yeah. Uh, but you talk to them, and they'll start telling you about these stories about yeah, these people on tour with us or whatever that they like to say the word Jesus from the stage because it it, it <clears throat> right. sells their records. But right. you know, they, they they don't they're not into that. Yeah, a good uh, a good person to really that really stood out and
0: talked about this was Rich Mullins. Mm-hmm. Back he was <clears throat> when it exploded, like when Christian music became a genre with with Michael L. B. Smith and Amy Grant and that. And, and he he would just on stage he would preach to the people and he would say listen you guys are paying 10 bucks a pop to come to one of one of these concerts and uh, i think it's sad that you're doing that but you're not you know taking care of your neighbor down the street you're not being christians indeed you're just you're big on
2: the the words well, right and, and that and that's one thing that that really got me whenever because I'm, I'm pretty huge into the Christian music. I mean, I, I I enjoy listening to the Christian quote unquote Christian bands probably as much or more than most bands. Right. And so there was a time whenever yeah I was like if it if they if they weren't on a Christian label and they weren't a Christian band I really didn't want to have anything to do with it. Right. Which is kind of sad because a lot of the, a lot of that was being faked or or whatever oh sure and uh, it wasn't until I went to a concert where it was a mix between Christian bands and secular bands that were playing and uh, I was getting upset because I was tired of sitting through the secular bands and hearing a foul language or whatever you know coming from the stage just so I could hear the band I wanted to hear right and then it was funny as the band I wanted to hear got up there and basically said we're not here to entertain Christians that's not our job (laughs) Our job is to save the lost. So if you're here tonight and you're hurting and you don't know where to go, I got a message for you. And so it was was like, wow, wait a second. I've been so selfish in my music because I have been like thinking, this has to satisfy my Christian, uh, tickle my Christian ears. You know what I mean? Right. Where these... This one band that that particularly was playing was saying, "We tour with the secular bands because it brings in the lost, Right. and so we have an audience right. that we want to reach." Right. Absolutely. So you know,
0: and you know, and that's not again, that's not a, to not Christian Christian genre or anything like that. But I think I think the best thing to do is define what's what what is Christian in the first place. Right. So can a thing. Be Christian <laughs> right, so a band is nothing more than a thing okay it's a it's a group of people who are putting together a thing so it 'd be to me no more or less the same as if let's say I were a Christian and I invented a cell phone, and I said, This is a Christian cell phone, <laughs> and you would go. Yeah, exactly. You'd laugh. Why in the world would that be Christian? Well, because I invented it, and now I'm a Christian, right? Because
2: right. right. I put my stamp on that and labeled it Christian. And especially whenever you see all the Christian uh, parodies and that sort of thing that come oh, out, yeah. it's like it's om- it's one thing if a parody is playing and having fun with a a product or whatever, and injecting this Christian message into it in order to be playful or whatever yeah. to be smart or but is it but it, there's also a lot of these parodies where it's like you know they're only using the popularity of this product to sell a Christian item yeah hmm.
1: and so that they can label it as Christian Christian when, when you're talking about the Christian the Christian band things a thing being Christian I, I heard it put one time this was great it said did DC talk go to heaven when it died <laughs> <laughs> My answer is yes. Yes, it did. Because <laughs> DC Talk was
0: the greatest Christian band that ever lived. DC Talk no. is
2: not dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what Jesus listens to on a daily basis. <laughs> no, but uh, he, that's a good point. Did, did DC Talk, you know, go to heaven when it died? And that's the that's I think that's the the whole message here. Right. The reality is, is
2: they are Christians making and, music, right? And these sincere. Band members will say that. They'll they'll say, hey, look, Jesus didn't die for this band. Right. Jesus died for me. Yeah, And so th- this idea of a lot of them are now wanting to say, we're not a Christian band. We are Christians in a band. Right. And not all of them, like some of these bands now are even, they'll come around and say, we're not all Christians. Right. So... And you know, you can take that and go,
0: well, I'm never going to buy their music again or and but but to me it's it's kind of pointless. So, here's a here's a good question. Why did why did God give us music in the first place? To express, I believe the reason we were given music is to express uh emotion, also to to be like God and create, mm-hmm. right? Um and I I believe the music is one of the greatest gifts that God has ever given us. So, should we Make every song the same, you know what I mean? And put Jesus lyrics on Well, you know, I have I have a relationship <clears> with my wife. So, should I, you know, because I'm going to write Christian music, should I never write a love song to my wife?
2: Right, right. You know
0: what I mean? Or, you know, I've experienced loss and heartache. so So, because I'm a Christian, should I never write a song about loss or heartache? You know what I mean? Should yeah. I only just write about... The gospel or, and I'm not, I I think writing about the gospel is probably, if you're truly saved, if you truly realize the grace that you've been given, then that's going to be a natural outflow. You're going to want to write about the gospel if you're a musician, Yeah, but it's, it's probably not going to be the only thing that you write about. And so to say, well, this is my Christian music. But this is my non-Christian music. Yeah, hmm. that's
2: and that's where to me it really gets it really gets messy. Yeah, is the fact that we feel this need to place a label on it. Exactly. I saw I saw uh, an article one time that was talking about uh, Christian quote unquote rock, and it was all you know it's all evil. It was the message of the of this article. <laughs> and it was pointing out that the reason why is because the people singing that Robinson, right? Uh, I don't know. It probably, I'm sorry. It could have been. <laughs> Very well, could have been. <laughs> he but, wrote a book, but it was. It would do like things like, okay, striper, striper's not a. They're not Christians. Here's here's evidence. Yeah. We know that such that Michael Sweat, uh, Sweet got drunk at, on this date and blah blah blah. And it's like, wait a second, you're pointing out people's sins. And saying, well, because I saw a person sin, right? they can't be Christian. And it just nullifies all their message. <laughs> and so I think that we need to get, once we, we've talked about this, we prop people up yeah. onto these pedestals where they're flawless. Yeah. And we look at them as flawless. And the minute we see a flaw, we, we have to discard them yeah. and discard everything. When
0: Amy Grant got her divorce oh my goodness that shocked the world and people were so you know people burning CDs you know what I mean going yeah she's evil she's gotta be you know but the problem is is they had propped her up to to be God yeah and that's the reality is she's
2: human right like everybody else. and you know the the one I guess one of the genres that I've been drawn to more than anything, I, I basically have my son to thank for this because I probably wouldn't have found it without him. But is 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 the more heavier metal type of stuff. And I know you're going to think I'm really weird. <laughs> you are weird, of <laughs> course. But, but yeah, <laughs> so so Riley too. can can get some of this. <laughs> but but one of the things that drew, that drew me to it is even though you can't hardly understand the, the the lyrics, but you do get acclimated to it whenever you start listening to it, yeah. where you can understand it a whole lot better. And um, the lyrics themselves are, they're very, they're very much in the vein of, the, of this whole thing about being broken. That's a very common thread right. in this type of music. And so it's one of the things that I, I relate to is because it's not saying, hey, look at me, I'm a Christian and I love Jesus and wave, wave your hands if you agree. You know, it, it, it's, none of that music does that. Instead, it says, man, I'm filthy, God, what are you, what are you thinking? Why are you loving me why are you why are you giving me grace when i've got no place to keep it and and stuff like this wow. and, and so it's really some deep thinking in in the lyrics that's great about um about who we are and who jesus is and, and why we've yeah. you know ended up there so.
0: that's what makes music good to me mm-hmm. like music that's truly artistic mm-hmm. and, and deep thinking um I was gonna. Have you ever watched the documentary, They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll? <laughs> no. If you ever want a good laugh, just sit down and watch that documentary. But it's about an hour of uh, this guy just ranting off about how each one of these bands, like Led Zeppelin, if you play Stairway to Heaven backwards, you can hear Satan, right? right. Or something like that. And, if uh, you play
2: Stairway to Heavens forward, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so messed up. Right. So.
0: I heard a really good joke about that. If you play Justin Bieber backwards, you can hear Satan. But even worse, if you play it forward, you can hear Justin Bieber. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, this might be really weird, but one one of the saddest things I've ever seen, I walked into a Christian bookstore one day, and I, I see this purple book glaring at me from the shelf. And I look oh, no. down on it. The, the title of this book is Belieber. And this, this book is talking about how Justin Bieber is actually a Christian, although none of his fans know this, and... He he won't tell people about the gospel at his concerts, but he will say God loves you at the end. And like this just made me feel sick to my stomach. I was like, wow! And this is That's so funny. And all the these grandmas what? coming in here buying it for their granddaughters. Look, Justin Bieber's a Christian. Right. <laughs> oh, Next wow. is One D. One D.
0: God we trust. <laughs> I don't know. So, all
2: right. So you so you want to talk about some bands that we like? Right?
0: Yes. Top five favorite bands. Alright, we'll start with uh, the. Just going round robin it? Yeah, the youngest man in the group. You want to start with uh, Rye Guy? Give, me, give us your top bands and why. Well, one one at one. A,
1: are we each doing one at a time or do you want me to do all five? Let's do one at a time around. Yeah, yeah right. that that sounds, sounds good. good. Okay, go ahead. So, uh, my number five was Shine Down. And Shine Down, um, I don't think any of the the band members are Christian. They're uh, they're a harder rock band, but not metalcore. But uh, I love their music. I think their singer Brent Smith has one of the best voices ever. And uh, one of the coolest experiences I had, I went to a concert that was Shine Down headlining with a. Uh, Skillet, who's a very devoted Christian hard rock band, and Papa Roach, who is a horrible, trashy, he was, his mouth was spewing profanity from the stage. And so Papa Roach gets up there, and he's, he's talking like that. And Skillet comes up, and they're talking about hope and redemption and all this stuff, and it's, it's cool. They were both touring with Shinedown, and like, like David said earlier, Skillet is there to be a witness and to be that kind of a voice of hope. Mm-hmm. In a scene, but
2: so many people would would write it off now and say, "Well, if they toured with those guys. I don't want anything to do with them mm-hmm. right. because we, you know, we we want to put ourselves on this Christian island right. where <laughs> where no, nothing can bother us. We right. can't be infected by the world. Can't have the world <laughs> around us. Yeah." My virgin Christianeers, oh no, liquor, he made a
0: liquor reference. (laughs) Have you seen that, that, uh, oh my gosh, Tim Hawkins, so funny. He's up there on stage, he's a comedian, right, he's like, (laughs) he makes this joke about beer or something, he's like, he runs around going, ah, liquor, (laughs) so funny. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. All right, my favorite top, my number five would be a band by the name of Death Cab for Cutie.
2: Love of mine, someday you will die, but I'll be close behind. I'll follow you into the dark, no blinding light
0: or tunnels to gates of white, just our hands clasped so tight, waiting for the hills. I know it's it's a weird (laughs) name, but uh, the reason they're my favorite. They're probably my favorite secular band. They, they came out in like uh, I think it was around 2003, and um, or about 2004. And I just I was wowed by their musicianship. They're just a beautiful uh, musical band, and uh, you know their their lyrics are. Uh, not Christian or non-Christian. I guess there's one song that I I love that's overtly <laughs> non-Christian, but I love it anyways. It's called "I'll Follow You into the Dark." It's just it's really beautiful. It's passionate. A guy singing about a girl and talking about it, even if they die, then he'll follow her into the dark, and you know, and and uh, and so anyways, I just I love Death Cab for Cutie.
2: So wow. that's my number five. That's cool. Well, um, I'm. I have a really hard time rating things like this. Because because, uh, my favorite is always changing. Oh, yeah. um, I'm one of these guys that I'm constantly changing my taste in music. So it's like a lot of people my age are still listening to Bon Jovi. And although I like Bon Jovi or whatever. Don't don't date yourself, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I've already been dated, so... So, you know, th- so that stuff is, is, I mean, I like it, okay, but it's not going to be my top five because right. I've moved on. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but uh, I have been into the quote-unquote Christian labels for a long time, so a lot of, all, all of mine, well, almost all of mine will fall into that category. Probably my, my top, my fifth one is no longer a band, and uh, sorrowfully. Did that it, break your heart? It, it, bleach.
1: All I know. Falling star with time For moment like sky and the I don't know Oh yeah! You
2: know, have you heard ever heard of Bleach? Oh, I love Bleach. They're like they're like loser rock yeah. for Christians. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, you've seen these charts where they always say If you like this, Then you'll like, you'll this. like this Christian band. you like band. Nirvana, you'll like Bleach. Yeah, well... I would I would say Weezer is probably oh, yeah. the closest thing to Bleach. In the, I love Bleach. Second, but, but Bleach was yeah, it was it was this very um, down to earth uh, guys with this real slacker attitude toward themselves. Like I'm nothing, you know. Yeah. I'm just here having a good time. And, and we saw them at concert one time, and the very first song the lead singer comes out swinging the microphone by the cord <laughs> and the mic hits him right square of the forehead <laughs> and almost knocked him out. So <laughs> awesome. Wow. So anyway, they're no longer a band. Wow. And, um, but I'm friends with the guy on Facebook. That was the lead singer. At the oh, time, yeah. And he put something on there about, man, I miss the days whenever we, st-. he says, I remember a show in Dallas one time and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, "Yeah, I was there. You bopped yourself in the, head of the <laughs> microphone." And he was like,
1: "Oh, I forgot about that yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's my number five. It's great bleach. All right, okay, uh, my number four is a band called Red. Battle, And Red is another heavier band. They're a Christian uh, band, and what I like about Red is they're one of the darkest bands out there, especially for the Christian, uh, the Christian genre. Genre, not really genre, whatever. That Christian corner of music, whatever. <laughs> uh, Red is not afraid to sing about like the darkness uh, of life that you get to sometimes, uh, despair, or just sometimes when you look inside of yourself and think, "Gosh, I'm so sinful. I'm sure. so I'm so broken." And they're one of the bands that really opens up about that kind of stuff. I love their album called uh, "Innocence and Instinct," talking about how we all lose our innocence. We all just have these these sinful desires, and it and uh, they they do bring in the redemptive themes too of how God is able to heal us and God's able to take us in our humility and our brokenness and restore us. That's so awesome. I love Red.
2: Cool. I like them too. Yeah, I do. All
0: right, so my number four is a band that I've pretty much everybody, I believe everybody's familiar with, Switchfoot. Welcome to the planet. Welcome to existence. Everyone. I've been listening to Switchfoot ever since they were pretty much a a no-name band way back in the day and uh, I just I recently just really loved all their stuff they're my favorite live band to watch um, just because I just get in the moment with them Um, I love their lyrics I love their uh, um, their non-overtly Christian um, but passionate about uh, stuff you have an article. I
1: actually, I do. I found an article about. Uh, it's called "This Is Why Chris Switchfoot Won't Sing Christian Songs Anymore," and uh, <laughs> it was going around Facebook a little while back. It's pretty cool. They asked John Foreman, the lead singer. is Switchfoot is a Christian band, and this is what he says. To be honest, this question grieves me because I feel that it represents a much bigger issue than simply a couple Switchfoot tunes. Let me ask you a few questions. Does Lewis mention Christ in any of his fictional series? Are Bach's sonatas Christian? What is more Christ-like? Feeding the poor, making furniture, cleaning bathrooms, or painting a sunset? There is a schism between the sacred and the secular in all of our modern minds. The view that a pastor is more Christian than a volleyball coach is flawed and heretical. The stance that a worship leader is more spiritual than a janitor is condescending and flawed. And he goes on to talk about it just... None of these songs have been born again. To that end, there is no such thing as Christian music. No, Christ didn't come and die for my songs. He came for me. That's good. That's a good way to put it. Anyway, exactly. Wow. And, and that's,
2: that's. But a lot of people will read that and they'll go, "I'm not listening to Switchfoot anymore oh, because wow, they're no longer Christian." <laughs> yeah.
0: And then they're missing the whole point that you know, uh, he's so. I love it when he says, "Did, did Lewis mention Christ in any of his fictional?" But you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, who Aslan is. You know all that. It's right. just, that's his expression. I love the fact that John Foreman, John Foreman is a musician, amazing, like extraordinary. He writes a song a day. Yeah, wow. When they get together to do their <clears throat> their albums, they have like 70 or 80 songs that made the top of the cut, and they have to whittle that down to like 12.
2: <laughs>
0: and that's just that blows me away the guy writes so much he lives his life writing songs so and I'm a big fan of. I just like his voice and I love the the, the words um, so Hello Hurricanes is probably my favorite album they've ever done but anyways
2: cool okay number four for me is uh, kind of strange uh, it's, a, it's a band that would be metalcore called Sleeping Giant And the I don't enjoy their music very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. but they're number well, f- but they're number four for me because of their heart Yeah. and because of the lyrics. Um, Tommy Green is the lead singer, and he is crazy passionate. I mean, this guy is spiritual to the max. Now, this 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 is a, a, a guy who. Uh, was not raised in the church or anything like that. It come, comes from the streets, the metal industry, all this stuff. And he his testimony is just flat out amazing because he talks about where he's been, how horrible his his life was. At like age 18, he had an affair uh, with a married woman who was married to a quadriplegic. So he took advantage of that situation. The quadriplegic killed himself as a result of this. So at 18 years old, this dude had all this weight. All of a sudden, because of his sin, bam, landing right on top of it. And uh, through uh, many trials, and, and he finally found Christ through it all. Wow. And so this guy, uh, you know, I told you that, that lyrics are a big part of why I like some of these bands. So I wanted to give you some of sure. some of these guys this guy's lyrics. He writes a song called Whoremonger that is about himself. And that's the whole thing is about how rotten he was. Um, He says, let's see here. He says, uh, he says, a witness to a youthful lust who made the same mistake. Guess he didn't know. Didn't know it would cost him everything he'd make. Spied that one through my window on the subtle path. He didn't know the loss. He didn't know the cost. It could have cost him everything. But as it keeps going through here, He starts asking why his friends didn't stop him, Mm -hmm. why people who loved him didn't say something. And uh, uh, here he says, uh, he can't just see why he doesn't see the truth because you know it feels so good. It takes you, uh, it takes away you. Now, disciples, would you rise? I know there is sin you despise. Will you let it go and wave goodbye to your friends and live like it's so? And... uh, and by the end of the song, he keeps getting fired up throughout the song, like more and more and more. And he says, uh, "I was that man once, and I'd rather die. Why can't you understand? I only got one heart, and it's well—it's a wellspring of life. Why, why will you die? Give your heart to one love, Jesus Christ. You can't change this all now. You can't let it go and walk in the light. Please leave this darkness behind." And it ends with him screaming at the top of his lungs, "Hell, relinquish your hold on my sons!" Over wow. and over again, and just the passion is amazing. Yeah. And then he's got this one song that is really, really short, but he, he repeats the words over and over, and it's nothing but a, it's a praise song, but it's just it's demand for us to bow down. And uh, so it, it just says, "All fear, all pain, all hurt, all grief, all lies must bow to Jesus' name." All kings, all thrones, everything that breathes life must bow to Jesus' name. The earth, the sea, the sun, the stars, the sky must bow to Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Kings, crowns, thrones, bow down. Fall face down. Bow down. Kiss the ground. Bow down. Jesus holds the crown. Wow. And he's hmm. screaming this stuff at you at the top of his lungs. Yeah. So, yes, you know, a lot of people say you can't take that type of music and make <laughs> it, like, it can't be both Christian and Screamo. Screamo. But whenever it depends on how these lyrics are formed, that's right. how powerful it can be. So that's right. there's my number four. That's good.
1: All right. Um, that's awesome. Um, my next one is a band that stumped all the people that tried to put bands into the non Christian and Christian boxes, and they are called Creed. Please come I'm sure, I'm sure jeremiah listened to a little bit of creed oh yeah back in the day oh yeah man <laughs>
2: now you're dating yourself i'm
0: big man my, my favorite concert I ever went to was creed and uh, collective soul
1: oh wow i yeah. like collective
0: soul Both too great
1: <laughs> anyway yeah um i'm a guitar player i love to play the guitar i love electric guitar i love rock music Mark Tremonti is one of my biggest uh, guitar heroes out there. I think that guy's incredible. Yeah. He writes, he writes the coolest intros, the coolest riffs. Yeah. Anyway, cool. I really enjoy Creed's music, and you can debate on whether or not they're Christian, and uh, <laughs> a lot of their music is very spiritual, right. and uh, it has a lot more meaning than a lot of the other popular music. And rumor had it, um, Kevin was telling me about this. They were supposed to be getting together to do work on another album, and they couldn't get along, and my friend thinks it's because Scott Stapp, the lead singer, wants to do a, a Christian album. He's yeah. lately his faith has been restored, and right. uh, anyway, and they can't get along because oh. some of them are wanting to do more Christian stuff than the others are. But That's anyway, tough.
0: all right. Well, my number three. Are we on number three now? We are. Okay, my number three is uh, basically two things in one: Cademan's Call slash Derek Webb. It's
2: been 20 years since I rose and cleared my throat It's been 10 years since I stood outside the church
0: Um, whenever I became a Christian I started listening to Cabin's Call and they just like blew me away with their message and everything I love their music check it out I won't bore you with the details but there was this guy in their band his name was Derek Webb and Derek Webb actually broke out of the band and did his own independent thing he actually started uh, a website called Mm Trade, which is absolutely amazing Um, him and a couple guys started that basically they give you their albums for free for uh, publicity and stuff and um, the guy uh, depending on what you think about him people think he's horrible and people think he's amazing but some of his lyrics uh, one of his songs is called uh, um, The Rich Young Ruler mm-hmm. and my favorite lyric is in that is come on and follow me sell your house sell your SUV sell your stock sell your security and give it to the poor well what is this hey what's the deal I don't sleep around and I don't steal but I want the things you just can't give me so it's like a conversation between Jesus and right. this other guy, right? The rich young <clears> ruler. <throat> and uh, he he makes this point, this the hammers at home that, right. that it's, you know, Christianity is just not about this little safe niche in the world that you carve out for yourself. It's about giving everything to the poor, right. loving others, right. loving yeah. God and loving others. And then uh, he, uh, another great... <laughs> what it's like there are two great lies that I have heard the day you eat the fruit of this tree you will not surely die and that Jesus Christ is a white middle class Republican <laughs> 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 wow. I mean that's his I, he's and people like they took his songs off of the Christian market because he says whore in them and, oh, right. and other things like that and uh, and you know he just kind of shocked the Christian genre but he's he's real in his music, yeah, and that's the point. And so I, I love I love his music. Go check it out; it's
2: pretty awesome. cool. Well, my number three is Skillet. So we talked about Skillet a while ago. But uh, Skillet dates back to, like, 96. Yeah, man. And in 96, it probably would have been, if you like Nirvana, you'll, you'll like Skillet. <laughs> because they were very Nirvana-sounding whenever they So different now. <laughs> and, yeah. Yes, they have, they have probably changed the genre, like, as in the style of music oh, they do. Every so, album. <laughs> more than any band ever. And yeah. what's cool about it is I've liked every incana- incarnation yeah. of them. And um, so my... I have to say that their new stuff is not my favorite. Yeah. I, I like their uh, collide time right, frame. Yeah. I thought that was the their pinnacle. Uh, I even liked the weird uh, <laughs> industrial stuff they did before that with alien, alien, alien youth. Alien youth. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they're my they're my number three. So well.
1: Alright, my number two is an awesome band. They're a folk band called Need am ankle deep I feel the way.
2: Crashing on my feet,
1: it's like I know where I need to be, but I can't figure out. I can't figure out. Oh, Ooh, yeah, that's, yeah. All that's a great man I would have put them on there if I can. All my other bands so far have been rock bands, and Need to Breathe is just a total change of pace for me. They use mandolins, they use banjos, acoustic guitars. Yeah. Um, they're from South Carolina, I think. So they, they yeah. get that southern, kind of coastal feel. I don't um, know. Yeah, There's like something them. about their music it's incredible. Their lead singer's voice is actually really hard to understand. <laughs> but I still love them, and I love their, listening to their lyrics. Their
0: new song, the, their new hit song, uh,
1: Difference, Difference Maker, is Maker. Oh,
0: so confusing. Like, at first you're like, I, actually, I am a Difference Maker. I got an
1: argument over somebody about that song, because they were saying, Difference Maker's great, we can go out and change the world. I'm like, no, Difference Maker's about pride. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's, about, it's about how he thinks he's something good, and then he looks down and just realizes, wow. Yeah. I've become prideful he goes yeah. I am a difference maker I'm the
0: only one that speaks for him right and yeah, he I'm has... the friendliest friend of God yeah <laughs> 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 and it's so great because I look it's at the so crowd indicative. and think I'm a difference
1: maker yeah. yeah of where we are uh-huh anyway wow, that's awesome great yeah song. they're they're lyri- lyrically they're a lot like Switchfoot. like you can hear it if you're listening for it but not everybody might might not hear the the right. Christianity right off the bat I love that yeah very good all
0: right so my n- number two i cheated a little bit uh it's another group of uh oh, okay <laughs> it's, it's a it's a one one six click
1: oh nice <laughs> You got me on that one. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Cray, so, Lecrae, Tadashi, Tadashi oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha.
0: yeah, Triple Lee, um, Andy Mineo, all these guys, right? And they're the, the part of the 116 clique. Yeah, 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 Paul said if Christ ain't we wasted our lives. Well, that implies that our lives built around Jesus being alive and uh they have a album called the man Up album, album that's so awesome and and I'm also like 116 and Prop, because Propaganda's not in there yet, but he's going to be, I, I'm sure, someday. If Prop, if you're listening to this, join the 116 click. Anyways, so, uh, <laughs> that'd be great. But uh, anyways, I, they have defied all Christian genre just by being rap, like awesome rap. Like urban rap. And reformed mm-hmm. theology you know what I mean yeah. it's like and it's not only just reformed theology it's just like it is it is so good their lyrics are better than half the worship songs we
1: have out here that's what I think <laughs> about the rap and the metalcore yes I, <laughs> I, that, that, I agree. that 116 yes. song on the Man Up album about the temptation it's oh, about yeah, sexual yeah. temptation that's the best rap song I've ever heard and the best like what other genre can you be real about like a man's sexual temptation struggles right and they, they put clips of a preacher in there too. That's yeah. really cool.
0: That, but the specifically the man up album. Go check that out because that that is amazing. And it has it lists all the different uh, like pride, envy, the things that you struggle with in manhood. And so anyways, so one one six click. Okay, well you get to down. cheat. I get to cheat. Right, so my it.
2: number two is kill switch engage slash times of grace. <laughs> And here's why I say that, because Killswitch Engage is a, is a metal band, but they're secular. Um, however, their lyrics are very uplifting, and yeah. they're very encouraging. And it's almost scary at times, just like, wait, whoa, whoa, that's that's very Christian sounding. So uh, it's like, you know, are you guys like, so you are know, you no Christian? are you Christians and just not telling anybody? Well then uh, they did a spin-off band with three of the members and they brought back their original lead singer Jesse Leach to do a small little project called Times of Grace. The huh. Times of Grace, there is no doubt, that is Christian music. Wow. <laughs> well I won't put that in quotes. <laughs> it's Christian. music with a Christian message. Right. Okay. So
0: <laughs> that's a great way to define <laughs> Christian music, by the way.
2: So anyway, that that uh, that little album they did is just amazing yeah I mean just phenomenal
1: how does it compare and in genre to Kill Switch Engage identical okay
2: yeah yeah the, are they screamo um well uh, you know, that term screamo is kind yes. of it's, gu, it's <laughs> guttural they it's they guttural, scream? guttural <laughs> screaming type oh, of think. thing it's not like top of your lungs type of screamo so it's not Emery no. or I don't know any so, of these but anyway <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway that's that's my that's not my number two cool
1: <laughs> okay, my number one, I just had to save this band for number one, and like they said earlier, I, I changed, and my number one a year ago probably wouldn't have been the same as it is now, but my number one is a band I've gotten really into lately called House of Heroes. I like House of Heroes. House of Heroes is not very well known, uh, but if you've heard of Reliant K, Switchfoot, oh, I don't know. Queen. Queen, yeah. The (laughs) the Beatles. If you like the Beatles, you should listen to House of Heroes. That's seriously true. I actually talked to the
2: lead singer, Tim. I met him uh, a few weeks ago at a little coffee shop. And um, you have the weirdest life, I know. But, but anyway, <laughs> that's so awesome. We were we were chatting, and, and I said, "Dude, y- y'all are the closest closest thing to Queen that I've heard in the Christian <laughs> I thought that realm. too And he was like, "Thank you. That's what we were going for." And really? He, he says, I've, "Wow, I've, I've heard us labeled as Queen meets Foo Fighters." And he was like, "That's the best that's com- really good." He wow. said "That's the best compliment I could get." I could get. Yeah. yeah but yeah Dude. great choice that was cool man I me, go man.
1: check out their album The End Is Not The End Tim Skipper probably Rock. my favorite and, album ever and he
2: and that is to me that's my favorite album yeah. too he is actually in a little side project band too with his wife now called yeah. Copper Lily and it's a folk thing, so it's really cool check that out
0: I love that guy, so I love that band Um, Alright, so my number one It will never change, ever And uh, I'm pretty sure you can even guess who it is It's Rich Mullins So
1: hold me Jesus i I'm shaking like a leaf You have been king of my glory
2: Won't you be my prince of peace
0: who? Uh, Rich Rich Mullins. <laughs> that ragamuffin guy. I think I talk about him every uh, every episode. Rich Mullins. Um, and it's easy to understand why, so I won't go into great detail. I'll just tell you this. Uh, the man was real. And and because of that, he made really
2: good music. So yeah, that's why I like Rich. Okay, my number one is for today. And they they are a another metal band, but the, the most real guys you could ever yeah. meet. And they, they were the ones responsible for the, the thing I said You know, when I went to the concert. And they were right. like, hey, we're not here to tickle you Christian's ears. We're here to save people. Yeah, that's <laughs> and awesome. and uh, they've got a new album out now. And one of the songs is on, it's about human trafficking. We just went through this whole thing about human trafficking. And yeah. the song is entitled Fight the Silence. And in it, he says, in this song, we sing to silence the suffering. We will, uh, we will hear their cries, uh, or when will we hear their cries? This song we sing is to silence the suffering. When will we open our eyes? So let the world listen closely as I scream to see the freedom that they deserve. Let the world listen closely. I say it's time to cross the lines of culture and birth bringing on poverty.
1: Wow So yeah
2: So the, all their lyrics Are just really Really
1: powerful so the first time I bought a 4 Today album I opened up the lyrics And I was like This is better than Bill's song It's better than <laughs> It's better than The most spiritual stuff He's just screaming it And right. a lot of their stuff Really reminds me of A, a lot of it the album that I had was Immortal. It reminds me of a battle march. Like, yes. this is what, like, I imagine the angels fighting the demons in the end times to, I mean, yeah, for today. <laughs> yeah, that,
2: like that, their song Fearless. Yes. It's just a challenge to Satan. Yes. It's like, bring it on. You got nothing because I've got Jesus in and me. And I
1: also love the breaks on that album where they use the strings and they put all the quotes from different pastors about uh, surrendering your life and a uh, the cost of discipleship and all that stuff. I love that too.
2: Yeah, it's really, really cool. Wow. So, anyway, that about wraps up our show.
0: Yeah, so, so go check out some uh, some of those artists. Some you of know? those quote-unquote Christian
2: bands. Exactly. <laughs> so Music <laughs> with Christian message. That's what yeah. I'm going to say from now on. So, well, um, you guys, make sure you continue to check us out on our social networks, man. We need some voicemail. Yeah. You guys haven't been talking to us lately. Bring it back, bring it back. Yeah, come, come on. on. Well, uh, Ron... <laughs> <I don't remember laughs> and, Ron. And a Josh or whoever yo, Guys give us a call And let's talk about this stuff And um, then also Make sure you check us out on Facebook At uh, facebook.com slash Theonauts right. And uh, on Twitter at Theonautical yep. And uh, so anyway Riley it was great to have you on board thanks with us. Thanks for having
1: today. me, guys. It was so much fun. It was, was fun. Awesome. So, Jeremiah, <laughs> thanks wish for I being could do here this every <laughs> week.
2: God bless you guys. See ya. This has been the Theonauts Podcast. Call us with your questions or comments at 972 885 7270. That's 972 885 7270. We'd love to hear from you.